but Valka straight up had nobody. Yeah, that's so, true. Imagine living for like 20 years and your closest companion is like an owl. And then the owl just up and leaves one day because your son <laughs> your decided son is that like, they're all going no away. No owl. The son's no like, we need to protect the owls. Send all the owls away. And you're like, cool. <laughs> I can't relate to other people because I didn't see another human being for 20 years. Now what? Hey everybody, welcome to Dragon Academy Dropouts, your weekly dive into the DreamWorks Dragons universe. And we are back for another episode, another week of talking about the hidden world because an hour last week just wasn't enough. Plus Caitlin's here this week, so we're going to talk to her about her thoughts. And I know Max has some burning desires to talk about some things too. Yeah, so I have a lot of things to talk about. I want to talk about Grimmel. I want to talk about how Toothless equals Light Fury equals Valka. So are you just going to throw out a bunch of context with no... Yeah, you got to you gotta clickbait them. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I guess I'm just such an amateur at this. Why? Well, 48 episodes clickbait. in. Why is Light Fury If you're going to clickbait, you have Valka? to do it the right way, though. Okay. Why does Toothless have boobs? Does he? Keep listening. Doesn't matter if he does or info. not. It just has the word <laughs> boobs in it. Therefore, oh. it's clickbait. Oh, okay. We need to make sure that the image of the episode is also... Toothless um, with boobs. The boob. Yeah, you're right. I'll work on that. So, okay. great start, everybody. Good work. The Hidden World is still the number one film in the country for the second week. March 3rd is when we're recording this episode. So the weekend just finished up, and our total box office gross is $375 million. That's good. But and only 374 million of it was us, right? Not even that much. <laughs> I would say it was only about 300 million that was us. 75 million other people. But guys, it's never too late to go back and see it again with a friend. Always take yes, a friend. Yes, bring a friend. I brought a friend. I brought a friend who had never seen any of the movies before. And? And it was very interesting. But we'll get into that in a little bit. Okay. So we talked a little bit about our initial thoughts last week. And by a little bit, I mean over 59 minutes. <laughs> but Caitlin, we haven't heard your thoughts yet. So just to start off, can you give us your initial reaction to the movie and some of the things that stuck out to you? So I basically live blogged my experience because I knew I was going to be too overwhelmed to remember it later. So I like had my phone screen brightness turned all the way down and I was just typing things with a ton of typos. So Using just... your phone in the theater. I yeah. Shot. Yeah. I, I was I was taking research notes. So, you know, I'm sure that the 10 billion seven-year-olds in the theater probably didn't notice. Anyways, so some of the things that I specifically sent to remind myself for this episode – First of all, I was in like the best theater ever. They had these plush recliner seats with a footrest and they served alcohol and it was just so comfy and it was like I just snuggled on in to watch the movie and it was great. And then for the actual movie itself, um, I liked that it wasn't quite as much of an action movie as the other two were. Like there were action scenes in it, but walking out of the theater, you're not like, whoa, my blood is pumping. They just kicked so much butt. Like it wasn't as much of an action movie. And like the scenes with the bad guys weren't like the climactic parts. And that was kind of nice because it was really like the end of the series. So it was nice that they focused on relationships and and things like that and not just epic dragon battles, even though mm -hmm. the epic dragon battles were pretty epic. And telling a complete story. Yes. As well. Wrapping everything up so that you walk out feeling like everything is completed, at least to, to a certain extent. Uh, Baby Hick Whisper. He's the whisper. It was just so cute. <laughs> He Dad. was very cute. Dad, that's scary. I kept like hitting my friend because I, like I said, I went with somebody who'd never seen any of the movies, which was fun because then I could like whisper commentary to her and she just let it happen because she wasn't like super invested. 
So she got to just be like my sounding board. And when he was whispering, I just kept like smacking her. I was just like, he's so cute. Also along the line of things that were cute, the dragon outfits on the sheep was incredible. Very adorable. 15 yeah. out of 10. What's up A++++. With plus, that? Plus, plus. I don't even care. Honestly. And I love the sheep. And the sheep was on the boat. And he was just like leaning over the edge and just like all excited and like pretending <laughs> to be a drag. Tongue flapping in the wind. Flap, flap, flap. Is that like because in the, in the pre-dragon training era, the sheep had to be all hidden and they were like, we'll hide them by make them in, making them into dragons? I don't know. I thought they just liked to cosplay, to be honest. Yeah, you're probably right. It's probably cosplay. Did we lose Caitlin? Oh no, we lost Caitlin. Caitlin! I was wondering. No! Hopefully she'll be back. Okay, okay. where did it cut out? Because I didn't um, realize that it cut out and I just kept talking. Oh, <laughs> right we were after talking about sheep. The sheep, the sheep with its tongue flapping in the wind. Yeah, that was And it, it was pretending to be a dragon. And yeah, it was cosplay. It was so cute. And then did the dragon the swooped in and it was like looking at the sheep and the sheep's like, oh, shit. and it just like got down. And it was like, I guess I'll stop. And I was like, no, sheep, live your dream. Yeah. Live your dream. Live your dream, sheep. Um, so I kept, no every time Toothless did anything that wasn't battling, I just kept like pointing at the screen and telling my friend, like, that's my dog. Because all of the Toothless mannerisms were just, uh, my dog acts like that all the time. Like every he time he was being stupid, doggy. he was my dog. He was very doggy in this movie. Yeah. I mean, Which my is dog cute. is super incompetent in the words of his... <laughs> Um, obedience trainer he's special in the words of his vet he's a hot mess <laughs> <laughs> so you know all of the like toothless is an alpha everything that's like kind of cool about toothless that's not my dog but everything else like licking the rock that's like a thousand percent my dog toothless is a cool guy until the light fury shows up and then he's like and then he becomes mess, my basically. dog yeah, yeah, he becomes hot mess, comma special, and then let's just wrap up the the cute things. Uh, team Moosey, I'm with Brooke. Team, your team Moosey boy. I'm team. We've got another boy. one. Moosey boy. Oh. I felt really bad for Juicy Boys. Um, Juicy boy. I, yeah, that was just. We'll talk about that later, I think. But um, I felt horrible for them. Like. That just kind of hurt my heart. But Moosey Boy was a good boy. What about the Beach Ball uh, Boy? Beach Ball Boy was just kind of like a, what is going on, boy? I like Beach he Ball was, Boy. He was kind of the comic relief, I guess. Yeah. Because I mean, wasn't mostly really much... Gobber was the comic relief. Beach Ball Boy didn't really have anything that wasn't in relation to Gobber. That's fair. But I liked it. Wait, okay. were there even terrible terrors in this film? Yeah. Or was it all just... There were. there were terrible terrors. Um, the scene where all of the dragons oh. left, you saw Gothi just with like oh, yeah. 12 of them just all She, she over probably her. just took all of them. She's sort of the terrible terror lady. Yeah. But yeah. I think this was the terrible terror of this film. Every film it has was. a terrible terror. This film had uh, Beach Ball Boy. Yeah. Dragon 2 had uh, the Scuttle... Which one is it? Scuttle Claws. Scuttle Claws. Which, by the way, as far as I'm aware, is not an actual, like, not in the script dragon. Do they just... The script is non-specific about whether the baby dragons are a specific type of dragon or, hmm. like, the Scuttle Claw, or if it's just all babies. It's like, do all babies not listen to the alpha? Or is it just the Scuttle Claws that don't? Not, it's unclear. We don't know. Anyway. And then the first film, The Terrible Terror, is the terrible terror of the first film. The scuttle claws are just, I don't know. I don't want to say they're bad. They're bad? But they they're, don't listen. They're they don't listen. Uh, chaotic neutral. Mm. But is it because they're babies or because that's just what they're like? That I think would be a question for people above our knowledge level. We'll, are we'll write that one people? down for later. We'll see. <laughs> yes, Max, there are people above our knowledge level on dragons. All right. I've got a couple more things on my list. Before we dive into more Max tangents, um, 
Yes. All right. Astrid Yours and Hiccup the touched the fireworms. What is wrong with them? They're Same. flying through the I hidden agree. world and there's fireworms everywhere. And they're just like, oh, how pretty. I'm going to just reach my hand out and touch one. I'm like, what are you doing? I mean, they know what the dragon is. They've seen them before, right? Yeah. So, like, no excuse. Yeah. Like, where is their hand literally catching on fire? Where was that content? If well, you no touch one, the no fireworm. They did touch it. I want to watch it again it? And, and see I think, if they made contact. I think contact. they just stupidly sweeped their hands through the flock. And then the flock Which would mean that they like, touched it. Oh, well, they didn't actually touch the I dragon. I need to go like frame by frame. I need to see if they if they actually made contact with the fireworm. It's, it's like when you swoop your hand through a flock of fireflies. You probably don't ever contact a firefly. They all fly away from you. Have no, it's like if you're like, ooh, pretty fire pit, better go run my hand through it. <laughs> they know perfectly well what happens when you touch a fireworm. The fireworm is a lot of credit. They should have gotten burned at the very ooh. least. My campfire is so pretty. Let me lightly touch run my it. fingers through it. I have I have done that with a candle, like we have a candle, and you're <laughs> of like, of course you have. Swish, 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 right? And you're, I mean, if you do it fast enough, it doesn't hurt, right? You can totally do it. Like, you can totally swish your hand through fire, and it won't hurt your hand. Yeah, but a fireworm's not a gas. It's an organism. You're just going to- It's not a gas. Smack into it. <laughs> yeah. There aren't any okay, gas dragons as we can as all agree- DreamWorks, That they why? should not touch the fireworms. I think we right. can. And I, they should have known better. I don't think they ever did touch the fireworms. But regardless, they shouldn't have had their hands anywhere close to the fireworms. I agree right? with that. Yeah, that is true. They should not have done what they did. The effects of it, maybe we need to go frame by frame and see what's going on. But they never should have tried in the first place. Um, and then these are sort of chronological order. So then they're in the hidden world, and then I think in the background, did we see the bewilder beast that had the broken tusk? Yep, that was we that was bewilder beast. That made me so happy. He's a good boy. He is a good boy. He, he did it better than Moosey Boy. Did. I'm on team him. Team, team Bewilderbeast. Mm-hmm. Team that Bewilderbeast specifically. The bad. Yeah. Um, He's a and good then boy. speaking of speaking of my favorite dragons, I know Brooke was disappointed in the lack of a certain dragon, but I was happy with the presence of a certain dragon because we got way more peppy content than I thought we were going to, and it was it was beautiful. You and if you're new to our show, describe for our listeners. Oh, and right. Me, what is Peppy? <laughs> you don't know what Peppy is. Remind I'm me. I know exactly who it is. Peppy is Skull Crusher. Oh, I knew that. There was one of the episodes where Gobber was hallucinating, and then he called Skull Crusher Peppy. It was like his great aunt Peppy, and Peppy is such a better name than Skull Crusher. So, um, Peppy will always be Peppy in my heart. And there was so much peppy in this movie. And even like a moment with Eric. And I was just like. Ah. Speaking of good boys. Love you, Skull Crusher. Love you, Peppy. All right. Any last thoughts before we move on to the Max Zone? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. So um, um, I thought I would put the moment I started crying. And I made it through most of the movie and I was pretty good, I think, partially because I was seeing it with somebody who'd never seen any of the movies. So, like, I was kind of into her reactions as well, just kind of checking out, like, is that how I would have reacted? And so I was, like, maybe a little bit distracted, so it kept me from being an emotional wreck. But I Mm -hmm. did lose it, not when Hiccup and Toothless said goodbye, because I feel like the movie really held our hands up to that point like we were kind of it was a long time coming like everybody was hinting about it like we pretty much knew like the movie led us to that point we knew that they were going to say goodbye but then when it went to Astrid and Stormfly that's when I lost it and I just kept losing it because then it was like you know Peppy and Eret and like the twins and Barf and Belch and just like yeah I thought it was interesting I mean it is interesting and it makes sense based on how we see their relationship play out. But Hiccup made his decision in saying goodbye to Toothless, but Astrid was ultimately the one that signaled to everyone else in the tribe, like, all right, guys, 
we're doing this too. Like, nobody moved yeah. to release their dragons until Astrid gave the signal with hers. Yes, I agree. But also, that just kind of brings me to, I think, the reason that it made me start crying seeing Astrid and everybody else say goodbye to their dragons is because Hiccup is the chief. Hiccup made the choice. So it was like, he he made the choice. He can never blame anybody but himself. This was his decision. But everybody else, I mean, they're going to follow what their chief does. So they just kind of like, and they didn't have the build up where like they're going through this whole journey where their dragon is suddenly like, like found a mate and is like disappearing for long periods of time. They just like, everything was normal up until the moment where it wasn't and their dragons were just gone. Mm-hmm. And so that, I think that hit me like a ton of bricks. And imagine what that was like for Volca too. Oh my yeah, gosh, yeah, Volca had- and, and Cloudjumper, I was like, they're like, they're so close. They're, that I would was argue, her family. They're probably closer than Hiccup and, and Toothless because she had nobody else. Hiccup's mm-hmm. always had people around him. But Valka straight up had nobody. Yeah. That's so, true. Imagine living for like 20 years and your closest companion is like an owl. And then the owl just up and leaves one day because your son <laughs> your decided son is that like, they're all going no away. No owl. The no son's more. like, we need to protect the owls. Send all the owls away. And you're like. And then you're just like, cool. <laughs> I can't relate to other people because I didn't see another human being for 20 years. Now what? Yeah, she really got done dirty by that. But all of this, there is a dragon and human pairing that I haven't mentioned yet. And so that brings me into my last um, thing before Max does his thing. And I think you're going to actually be surprised by this. because. My thing. Okay, Go we'll ahead. get there later. Go I got one more thing before your thing. Okay. I think you're going to be surprised by this, but um, I don't think the movie did fish legs and meat lug justice. What? Now, I have never been a Fishlegs fan and I'm still not. I think that he embodies the like toxic nerddom where you think that you're entitled to things in life because you're smarter than other people. You think that makes you better than them. And I hate that. I still don't like Fishlegs, but his, I guess, redeeming factor has always been that he just like cares so much about Meatlug. And that is in a way, it's kind of creepy. It's like Norman Bates and his dead mother levels of creepy, but Like, you can't deny that he loves that dragon more than he loves his own life. And he would do anything for Meatlug. So that being said, where the hell was Meatlug during this movie? He's carrying her baby around all the time. Lots of jokes about, haha, you took a baby to a battle. But, like, Meatlug was just not there. And then the scene that really, I think, like, hammered that in was... When they were fighting and then the one soldier made that joke. He's like, you brought a baby to a battle. And then Fishlegs is like, oh, I'd watch out if I were you. And then it's Moosey Boy that shows up. I'm like, um, no, her baby is being threatened. Where is Meatlug coming in with the righteous fury of a mother scorned to just like send this guy to Valhalla? Like, I, I never thought I think about that. I think that that duo really did not, they weren't, they weren't um, done right in this movie Fishlegs barely got any moments with meatlug his moment with meatlug saying goodbye to her was like chucking the baby in her mouth and then she flew away and i'm like out of all of the dragons and their writers that was the one where somebody should have been sobbing he should have been like a blubbering idiot and he was just kind of like do 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 i'm a background character with ugly facial hair so yeah i said it I don't think they did fish legs justice in this movie. Well, I'm surprised. Pick your jaws up off the floor, I know. I'm very impressed by your analysis, letting your dislike of fish legs go aside. I think it's because, like, as much as I don't like fish legs, I'm definitely on team meat lug. And she wasn't allowed to be the Molly Weasley that she should have been, you know, not my daughter, you. Where was that moment for her? She should have had it. It shouldn't so, have been Moosey Boy. As much as I love Moosey Boy, like, he is no, a good boy. I wanted to see enraged Meatlug defending her child. Mm, that would have been Brooke good. is going to listen to this episode and be like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> but so, I mean, you're basically, basically you're saying uh, all the dragons probably kind of sad going to the hidden world. But maybe Meatlug kind of, like, she did all right, is what you're saying. 
Yeah, I mean, um, I do kind of like that on as a thought of her just being like, yes, finally. You got away. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I don't know Ten if years. that's accurate, but no. <laughs> Ten years but, of pain and suffering. But Ten that years seems, of fish legs. Yeah, I mean, she didn't react. And I didn't really expect her to have a huge reaction, but I expected fish legs too, and he didn't. So what was fish legs in this movie? He was literally just like, what are those baby holder things called? The like papoose or whatever. That's all he was. Papoose. He didn't. He didn't do anything. He just carried the baby around and set up the moosey boy to have his big terrifying moment. Papoosey but... boy. <laughs> yes, <laughs> papoosey boy. But yeah, who would have thought that I'd be up on a soapbox about fish legs? At least on this side of the soapbox. Yeah, on a soapbox for fish legs, not up on a soapbox against fish legs. Right. That was a very unbiased piece of constructive criticism, Caitlin. I'm proud of you. He's still and ugly. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> well, speaking His of facial constru- hair was atrocious. Okay, sorry. I'm done. I promise. It's okay. I mean, but even hiccups, like, he could he could shave a little bit, I think. Right? Yeah, but Fishleg's facial hair looked like a Viking serial killer. I feel like... Everyone should have just given their facial hair to Toughnut. Toughnut needed yeah. it. <laughs> he desperately wanted everyone it. Else just take the facial hair and push it over there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and just to um, reiterate what you guys said last episode, um, I, I really, I was specifically looking for inconsistencies with Toughnut just to kind of see how they would do it. And I was super impressed. I thought it was just... He was still tough nut and the timing was still really good. And the fact that it was basically like the most intense lip sync ever. I was just very impressed. <laughs> yes, definitely not easy. In the All words right, of Max. RuPaul, Shantae, you stay. Max, you've been waiting to give your constructive criticism since the last episode. Oh, okay. You've baited us for so long. Are you ready? I'm ready. To finally give the people what they probably didn't know they wanted they never but. knew they wanted yeah <laughs> i uh, to be fully upfront and honest i don't really remember what i was talking about last episode <laughs> oh good okay wow why am i not surprised at but all? i can pretend like i know so last episode i was talking about okay here actually here is a here's a thing that i can i can say where it's like well maybe this is not as good so in the first, I think there's one thing that the Hidden World does maybe less well than the other two, especially the first film, but even the second film to some extent. And in the first film, uh, and this has to do with, like, when you go to see a film, what do you want to see, right? With How to Train Your Dragon, number one, we're like, we want to see dragon dragons being trained, you know, training training dragons and then also it's like there's this irony right this conflict this irony where it's like hiccup is also fighting dragons and so we go because we want to see hey there's a dragon it's being trained also they're fighting what is this boy doing even i don't know and to this day i don't know what he does with dragon 2 i think it's less clear exactly what we're going to see and that's why uh they released all the stuff with volka and and you know that people were kind of it's a little bit controversial but like we go to that because we want to see the mother, we want to see the new isle, the new island with the dragons, and and we want to see the new lands that Hiccup is exploring, right? So that's like the fun of Dragon Two. Uh, so there's fun in Dragon One, like the fun in Games of Dragon One is like fighting versus training, and then Dragon Two, and we get that montage, right? We get that sequence, we get that moment, and with Dragon Two. The fun in games are, you know, we get to explore this new world. And that's not really in the title as much, but, like, that's what we go there for. With Dragon 3, it's in the title again, The Hidden World, right? I want to see them go out and really explore, right? Like, I want I want a See You Tomorrow-style montage where they're going out and camping around and, like, sleeping in tents and visiting islands and, you know, maybe seeing... I want a little bit of crudes, like a little bit of crudes where they get to see all these weird new things and people. Uh, I don't know. Pick your stuff. Uh, new islands, I, new dragons. Yes. I understand why you want to see that, because that would be really cool, and the hidden world looks amazing. But as far as the story goes, like there's a reason why Hiccup never goes back. 
And there's a reason why it needs to be a secret, because humans aren't supposed to be there. No, I don't mean the actual hidden world. I mean exploring, right? You mean like... So their motivation... So so act two of the story, you know, they're fighting Grimmel, and they decide to leave, right? They leave Burke, and now they're exploring and trying to find the hidden world. And that's kind of like the core of the story and why we're watching. So we need a race to the edge, we but don't with the whole race. village? I mean, I'm talking about a three-second montage where they're going to visit islands, and we get to be like, yeah, they're searching for the hidden world. That's what we're here for. I, I get it, but I think it would story. be too much. Too much. Like, but, so the story like, Dean created is so streamlined. Everything that's in there, it's meant to be there for a reason. If it was just like, okay, here's, we're on this island now, now we're over here, woohoo, we're chilling, I don't think it would be as effective. To me, it's like How to Train Your Dragon 1 without the See You Tomorrow sequence, which works, it's fine, but it's missing. I don't think I agree. You don't agree. I think we disagree on something, Max. Wow. I know. I think... I mean, I just don't think a scene like that would be necessary because this all happens so quickly. The point of Grimmel getting them off of Burke isn't for them to go for like a month looking around. Grimmel's just kind of like, oh, okay, now they're on the run. Now I get to go after them and now I've got them right where I want them. So I don't think I also in, in the story we're given, it wouldn't make sense to have that long montage of It doesn't need to be long. Like see you tomorrow is like a couple minutes. I mean, we also still did get a little bit of um, of Hiccup trying to find the hidden world. We didn't get the like, oh, we're all we, going on our dragons we? now to look for it. But I mean, he had the maps and he was, you know, trying no, to deduce I mean, where it could be. I mean, we want to see some fun stuff, right? Yeah. This movie's not about fun. It's about this pain. This movie is about fun. It's, it's about, about pain fun. and you suffering. Fun moment. Dean, you did this to us. <laughs> is where suddenly you're moving into a new world. In this case, hopefully a hidden one. Uh, and But we didn't get that as much, right? Right, but because they weren't supposed to find it. But but they were still looking for it. Yeah, but they like didn't have time because Grimmel's a, a jerk and ruined everything. We would yeah, have had that if we hadn't had a villain right on their butts. But, but I he mean, wasn't actually kind on, of their, also... on. He wasn't on the butt quite yet. I would say he wasn't on the butt until after uh, the the uh, test drive analog of the story. Also, nobody else in the village really wanted to be doing this. <laughs> They're like, "Okay, New Island, this is fine. We'll just chill." So it really would have been like just take up, which would have been, and then bad probably if he had done that. Yeah, like, and then he's the chief. He kind of can't do that anymore. I don't know. I'm talking purely from like, I want to see fun things. Well, that's what we had multiple seasons of the TV show for. But that was not the TV show. I want to I want to see them play around with the concept of the film. Just a little. I more. just don't think because mm-hmm. they're trying to appeal to general audiences. I just don't think that was ever in the cards. But it's not yeah. about it's not about exploring the world. It's about having just like random fun. Right. Like you have to. Like, if you're going to the film, you're going because you want the hidden world and you want the mating. You want mating sequences, and they <laughs> delivered on the mating. I have no issues with the mating. They they nailed the mating. Uh, we got a lot of that. Um, they they that nailed the mating? They nailed it? They nailed it. <laughs> yeah, that. But they, they didn't. They didn't. No hidden world. Not as much. Not as much as I would have liked. Well, I'm sorry that you didn't get... I do agree with that. I do wish that we had seen more of the hidden world because it was so beautiful. No. We had that gorgeous I mean, the hidden scene, world but... is good. I don't want to actually see the hidden world. I want to see no, them find it. Never mind that I don't agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I did for a second. And but... it, actually, it doesn't even have to be see them find it. It could be, all right, they found an island. No one wants to leave. Hiccup is like, why are you building houses? What are you doing? We have to go. And, and, you know, the dragon, actually, I would have liked this too. This is fine. I'll take it. Um, you know, Toothless is distracted and he's like, Toothless, what are you doing? And, you know, Fishlegs is like making his house, which by the way, we never saw their houses and they look cool. So that would have been fun. Dreamworks. Uh, but we didn't get that either. I would have liked a little two minutes, two more minutes right there. Take it off of, uh, you know, uh, it could compress everything else by <laughs> five seconds get the two minutes left for this and i want it 
right here. So you wanted a longer movie, just a little bit longer with no, more no, no. fun. You can take you can take a little bit a little bit off of the little parts that you know how uh, uh, there's like a like a, a moment at the end where um, where is this? Where is this in my notes? There's a moment where oh sorry no notes. Where is this in my mental mental my mind my mind? Not your notes though, my notes. Uh, there's a moment right. It's kind of the analog to Romantic Flight, right? I mean, there are two analogs to Romantic Flight. One, which is Toothless Flies, right, with the Life Fairy. But that's not the one I mean. I mean the one with Hiccup and Astrid. That is the actual Romantic Flight analog. But that's where uh, they come back from Gribble and the raid that fails. And, and Astrid is like, we should go find Toothless, right? That is what Romantic Flight is doing in the first film. That's what that scene is doing in that film. Uh, what was I saying? I don't know. There's a lot of time there. We could have cut it. That's what I was saying. Could have had more fun. Anyway, what were you thinking? Sorry, I'm plugging in my laptop. I figured if I walked away during the rant, I might not miss too much. <laughs> I think okay. it's a it's a well-justified rant that is better justified than most rants. No, you're doing well. About, I'm proud of you. Like, all the scenes should be longer. No, I'm making a very specific, I th- like, structural commentary about where this story is missing a component. I agree with you that there is something in the movie that I wish was longer. Because everybody knows I like length. The longer, the better. But it's not the random, fun, hypothetical exploration sequence. I would have liked the epilogue to have a little bit more content in it. I think... Okay. Uh, who needs Pictured that? wedding, good content, very fan service. I'm here for it. But I kind of wish there was like a little bit more in there about Burke restructuring and if we got to see Hiccup a little bit more through the years. Like, I don't think we need to have like a ton of things in there, but like even just getting one shot of them building something without their dragons or doing something that we've seen them do before with all this help, but just with... The human power, if that makes sense. Can I, I don't know. I just have this. Controversial. Yeah, what? do it. About the Hickstrid wedding. You hated it. No, I didn't hate it. I thought it was really cute. But I didn't like the way that it was led into in the plot. How it was like Hiccup and Astrid did not want to get married. And then they give away their dragons. And then suddenly they're getting married. It felt like they're like, well, I don't know what else to do. So I'm going to lean on you as an emotional support. And I just didn't didn't dig it that much the Um, like idea that it was well we got rid of our dragon so i guess we're gonna get married now it just didn't i don't think that's not really how they jumped into it was explained we could see that they both wanted to get married but astrid could tell that hiccup wasn't ready as like an individual to get married like he very much leaned on the dragons for his own confidence and he leaned on toothless for support so much that when he did his whole emotional arc of growth and letting go, that was the point that, okay, now he was ready. Yes, it was abrupt where they went, all right, dragons are leaving, now we're getting married, but I don't think that's... I hope it was the like the next point. day. Maybe that's something like, like Toothless to is the... gone. Stormfly is gone. It's like, what am I even going to do? Oh, you want to get married? Yeah, yeah they've got more time of... to make babies now that they don't have dragons around, but I don't think I, that was really I just, the point. I feel like that... Like, I don't think that that was supposed to be the point, but I feel like it almost ended up feeling like that because maybe this is along with what Max said there. The movie was yeah. maybe a little bit too short in that there like a transition scene in there. No, a it, little it's not too short long. transition short. scene. It was fine. Okay, well, then it I guess fine. I don't it's agree with length. you. So never okay. mind. Right. I never mentioned you at all. But if they had just a little bit more of a transition between dragons are going, now we're getting married, like maybe that would yeah. be the moment where they show rebuilding Burke a little bit and then Hiccup and Astrid maybe like looking at the progress and like holding hands and then they go into getting married. That would have just made it a little yeah. less abrupt. And so I just wouldn't like have that feeling of like so or- emotional crutch. What's happening? Yeah, one or two other little bits of content in the epilogue to show Hiccup's growth from the start of the movie. Yeah, and so, and then it also doesn't just show like the know. only way a character can grow is by getting married because which that's is definitely also not of... the point. I so, do not yeah. think that that is the point. I'm going to no, disagree. I don't either. But I'm going to disagree because you disagree with me, so I'm going to disagree with you, and that's how things work. 
the marriage <laughs> is not a item in which growth is shown, I guess. It is a symbol of that growth. Yeah, that, yes. that's my point, is I don't yeah. think that that okay. was really clear because it could have used, like, maybe a slight transition scene. So, I, I mean, so it's like, I don't really need the transition as much, right? Like, when when at the beginning, it's like, you're not married. And at the end, it's like, now you're married. And from that, we infer that Hiccup grew. That's my, eh, that's what I'm claiming. It's a little, see, that's, I feel like How to Train Your Dragon does more elevated storytelling than that. It's not as like, I'm going to smack you in the face with the character but it's, growth. It's like, it's like proof. It's not. Oh, I don't like that at all. I, I Getting like married that. isn't proof that you've grown as a person no, because people it, get married all the time. That's in the context of this story, though. It is evidence. It, it is, is as, as an outcome that comes from the growth. It is a viewer. Yeah, a but viewer. I don't think that that's necessarily a good thing. A good thing. That marriage is the evidence of their growth. Well, see, I'll say something else that might be controversial, but I don't agree with, but is true for Dragon 1. The relationship between Hiccup and Astrid, this is a problem for Hiccup at the beginning, right? He's like, I need to get a date. And then at the end, guess what? This is a, a, exactly the same. It's the analog, the same... Uh, he grows as a person, therefore growth. Astrid's right. interested in him now. Yeah, and I didn't really like it then either. So Okay, well, I mean, yeah, that's I, fine. I consistently don't really like the concept of, like, you've grown as a person, and so now you get a date. No, 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 it's like the other way around. You got a date, so you've grown as a person. <laughs> 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 Otherwise, like, if we didn't have these, like, little, like, little, uh, like, touchstone moments of, like, oh... This is something that was before, and this is after. Oh, there's growth. Then, then maybe we would argue. How do we know? How do we know Hiccup grew? Do we know he grew? Maybe he is just very sad. He doesn't have a dragon, and and has it still feels useless and still is not mature. But we know he's mature because of I don't the know. Five I different I just think that th we know that DreamWorks is capable of better storytelling than that. Do you so, think the they movie don't need to rely on that? Opinion time. We don't need to get super into it, but okay. your opinion. Do you think the movie would have been better if they'd just taken the wedding out altogether? Do you think it would have been more effective? Wait, what do you mean by taking out the wedding? Like, just okay, take out the so... wedding. Like, not the part where they talk about the wedding, but then take out the wedding? Right. That would be terrible. No, I don't think that that would have made things any better. I think, really, it just needed a slight transition to show that it's not just Astrid and Hiccup that are getting married. It's all of Burke kind of Oliver growing. Is getting married. Olive Burke is getting married. It's a, just a giant that ends in marriage. I don't know if you can say on this podcast. I probably can't. Just bleep me out. It's okay. Okay. But um it's fine. Yeah, no, I like I don't think that the marriage was bad. I just think that it wasn't necessarily clear that it's like they're all just moving on with their lives in a healthy way as a group. It just kind of looks like well, I don't know what to do now. You want to get married? Okay, and here's some other of these like little little moments. Um, all of them had problems, right? I think the clearest is uh, what's his name? It's not loud, right? It's not loud had a problem, which is that he doesn't feel like he's a role in the group, right? Right. And so he's going after Volca and is hoping, like Volca, please tell me that I'm important, because who wouldn't do that to Volca, right? And that's how. That's like first five minutes, boom, we see that, right? And we know, we know, we have proof. We have proof that he grew because Volca says, hey, you're pretty, you're pretty cool at the end, right? Like you've got the brains. And he's like, yes, I have a place in the group. So he grew. Proof. Done. Wait, are you using that as an example of like, you're right? Because I yeah. didn't really like that. I would say <laughs> that, like that them, them operating more as a team in the final battle is better example of them growing as yeah like no a well you need little machine. things too you need little little pieces of evidence yeah. that particular little thing though <laughs> felt very patronizing i was like volka's just like you're very smart snot loud. she was throwing him a bone <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i mean so he really didn't grow all... as a person she just she took pity her. on him <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know but this is i uh maybe 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 it wasn't the best but it's okay, I think Max. It's You're still doing to great. The wedding. No, no, no. It's not about me. It's about the movie. 
It's the same thing. I'm glad like you that might the say, wedding well, happened. Right. I just I want to make that clear that I am glad it happened and I definitely enjoyed it. But I would have enjoyed it more had it been put into context a little bit better. But that's what fan fiction's for, right? Oh yeah. To fix the sins of the canon, of course. Or to make it worse. Either way. <laughs> it depends what your role is as an author. All right. So this is the most we've criticism. ever gotten into it during an episode, guys. Look at us. Yeah. Any other constructive criticism things we want to hit before we move on? Um, all right. So I've heard on the internet there are complaints about Grimmel. Complaints? Complaints. About Grimmel. About Grimmel. <gasps> and I would like to complain oh, no. about those complaints for a second and then tell those people who are complaining why they shouldn't be complaining about the thing they're complaining about and instead redirect them to complain about something else. Um, okay. So here's what I'm complaining about. The complaint that I'm complaining about. People are like, why does Grimmel know things about Night Furies, right? Like, this doesn't seem right. Like, Toothless doesn't like the snow and they're going north and the light Night Furies can't make short, long trips or whatever, right? Like, Grimmel says these things. And, and people complain in two ways, both which I don't understand. One, they're like, there's something about how, you know, how does he know about Night Furies if he knows Stoic? And and Stoic doesn't know about Night Furies. Like, there's no Night Fury page in the Dragon Book, right? I don't understand that, so I'm not even going to address that, but that's probably wrong. And then then the, the other complaint that I think is more of a complaint that I could address is the thing about Toothless not liking snow, which people are like, well, he's seen snow before. And I don't know. I, I, I don't think that matters too much. But like, okay, Grimo, you're tracking a huge group of people from Burke. I don't think the limiting factor of their trip when they're moving from Burke to other islands is their alpha dragon, right? It's not like, well, you know, Gronkle is going to have to tough it out if they don't like snow. It's all about <laughs> Toothless, right? Um, I don't really think he's, one, a limiting factor at all, right? Like, he should be like, well, you know, they've got a lot of Gronkles in that group and Gronkles can't fly long distances because honestly, they're like, like, look at their wings. They obviously can't. So they're going to have to do the island hopping way more than Toothless does. He probably is more of a long-distance dragon, at least comparatively. Uh, so I don't understand that. Like, there are a lot of other dragons, too. And then there are the dragons who are carrying the boats, right? Like, poor boat dragons, right? Like, if Toothless is the one who's who, who they're all like, oh, the, that night fury, we have to stop again. You know, Toothless can't fly. But then there are the poor dragons who are flying with a massive boat full of sheep in them. I don't know. But here's the thing. On the other hand, Grimmel didn't really find them, so maybe he's just stupid. Like, Maybe. I think that makes more sense. Toothless like, is kind of the prima donna of the group. A little, but he's also kind of okay on a lot of different uh, flight-related metrics. But anyway, no, I agree. That's my complaint about the complaint, which is that Gronkles, you're complaining about the wrong thing. wings kind of small. Yeah, they are small. Probably like a monstrous nightmare doesn't like the snow. Like, they're hot in terms of heat. Or it doesn't bother them because they're so hot. True. They just kind of maintain probably, their own. There are probably many more dragons that don't like the snow much, much more than Toothless doesn't like the snow. So anyway, that was my complaint about the complaint. That's the own. That's the biggest complaint that I have about other people's complaints. Okay. I think it made sense. I mean, it didn't make sense. But it made sense it that Grimmel knew about Night Furies. Or I think it made, made sense, sense that people were upset about it. No, it didn't make sense that people were upset about it. It made sense that Grimmel knew them, and it made sense that Grimmel kind of, like, didn't understand that, like, they're going west. But maybe they're going, maybe he kind of nailed it. Maybe they were going west, right? And I think they were going west, weren't they? But They were. Not for the reason that he thought they were. So he's a weird, a weird kind of hunter. So you're saying he got lucky. He got a little lucky, is, is I think, a good way of putting it. Okay. I, I saw... Toothless, he looks really good in 3D. He does look good in 3D. When Grimmel's hunting him, it's lie. like, whoa, look at that night fairy. It's I did cool. not see it in 3D. You didn't 3D see it in 3D. My head. Oh well, that's a that's a fair. It's never fair really reason. worked well with my eyes. Like it just hurts. So the yeah. first time there were no previews and it was very jarring when the 3D started. But the second time there was at least one or two 3D previews before, which kind of warmed my eyes up. So by the time we got to the battle at the beginning of the movie, 
I was like primed and ready to go. It was interesting to look at like the comparison between the previews and the film where there's like that amusement park preview, right? With the, the roller coasters and stuff that we saw. I forget what it was called. I kind of want to go see it because there's like, that's park, fantastic. Maybe? Yeah, something like that. It's fantastic, like crazy, wild 3D experience, right? That, that's a film you want to see in 3D because I'm sure it's going to be like really dramatic and crazy. But that's not really how Dragons uses 3D, right? Dragons uses mm-hmm. 3D in a more subtle way. Where, like, I feel like if you don't see it in 3D, and I saw it once not in 3D, I was like, oh, you know, it's better in 3D. But it's not, you know, no one pops, right? Like, there's one time in the entire film, pretty much, where one one thing pops, and that's the spear in the first scene. That's pretty much it. And then the rest of it is kind of like shoebox 3D, where everything is inside, and you see the depth of the scene. And sometimes, like, if it's, like, toothless looking at you or something, he pops out a little bit beyond the plane of the screen. But, like, nothing crazy. It's all within. Until you get to Newfink at the end. Newfink pops. He just flies right out. And it's like, oh, this <laughs> child is going to hit my eyes. <laughs> Can't relate because I just watched it normal. I saw it for a second time in 3D again because I figured, eh, once it's, you know, out of theaters, I'm really not gonna watch it in 3d again i don't have one of those tvs i'm poor spend all my money on this podcast you know high roller over here (laughs) (laughs) i think i said pretty much everything (laughs) i think i'm done wait what you didn't want to talk about the grass oh i didn't add that but i can talk about it who talked about the grass Uh, i I think sarah was that you the grass was Light good. Light fury and tall grass. There. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, when we talked, when we went to Comic Con and and we we're talking with uh, Brad Lewis, he he, or actually maybe he said it during the panel. I don't remember. He kept talking about like Light Furies and tall grass, and we thought it was a hypothetical. But turns out, there was a scene with a Light Fury and a tall grass, and um, I wasn't. I saw that, and I think was did I did I point it out? during the first time where I was like, hey, this is the scene Brad was talking about. Brad, Brad. <laughs> yeah, I was game. like, Brad told me about this. <laughs> yeah. He didn't tell me about this. He told an entire he auditorium hinted. of people he about hinted. this, but. Yeah, this was his, his thing. Know. I don't understand really why this was so technically tricky. Maybe I don't understand things. I don't know. I'm sure I, I definitely don't. don't understand things. I just know it looked really, really good. All I know is that Matt. I don't know anything about that. I mean, pretty much me too. But that is another thing that they were talking about, I think, in the panel was that uh, when you look at like, so like some things are in 3D, right? Like the dragons are in 3D, uh, the models at least. Maybe if you're watching it, they're also in 3D in your mind. And then some things like in the background are not. And that's the mat. Uh, and he said, there's some crazy mat work here. Mm. And I don't know if I'm qualified 100% to be like, yep, Dad Matt. But I'm pretty sure Dad Matt. Um, along the lines of talking about the effects and everything, but to a less technical aspect. Um, so the person yeah, I, was I went with. pretty technical right back there. <laughs> Dad, Dad Matt. Matt. Um, but the person I went with, like, like I said, she's never seen any of the movies before. And she just kept saying to me during it she's like the effects are so amazing like when tooth is flying through the cloud she's like this looks like a picture of some actual clouds like there's a real dragon going through clouds here um and the water just like she just kept like every time there'd be some kind of new scenery she'd be like oh my god that looks so cool and she's never seen any of these so she was really really impressed with um with the visual effects and i was too they were they were really beautiful. It was so realistic looking that it really didn't distract me anymore. Yeah, it's it's like you were just so um you were just so pulled in to the wor- to the world. And then like the film is over, right? And you take off your maybe 3D glasses and you look around and it's like, wow, people in the real world don't even look like that, do they? They look totally different. Yeah. Yeah, this crusty movie theater in Manhattan just doesn't compare. Does not compare. Although it would skies. be really terrifying 
if like the film ends and you take off your glasses and like everyone is in the character design style of how to train your dragon all animated oh that would be bad i'll take crusty theater please (laughs) (laughs) that would be a shock so we have had a lot to say about everything and there's honestly still more to say so i don't know guys do you think we're gonna be able to do just two episodes are we gonna have to do a part three I don't know. I, I don't think, think we, we can need- do a regular part three. I need. I think we need to take it up a notch. And I think we're going to be doing Drift. something that has not been seen before on this show. Wait, really? Wait. <laughs> <laughs> we'll tell you about it later. Matt. Oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm excited and you should be too, the listener. I'm talking to them. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know if we covered everything that we wanted to cover in this episode. I think we've just kind of been doing stream of consciousness, but definitely one of our more passionate discussions this week. Guys, I'm proud of us. We're elevating above our superficial, normal level. We're usually a pretty superficial podcast, so. Now we're just a like medium level official. Mm-hmm. You say medium level official? Yeah. What does that even mean? <laughs> well, before we were super official, and now oh, we're like just mid-level. <laughs> we're just official. Yeah, we're pretty solid official at this point. <laughs> okay. And at this point, if anybody is still listening. <laughs> if you're still listening, and we haven't scared you off with our ridiculous arguing this week, you can find us on SoundCloud and iTunes. All of our episodes are free to stream and download. You can find us on social media on twitter on instagram we are at dragon dropouts and you can find us on tumblr we are at www.dragondropouts.com send us a message let us know what you think let us know what you want us to hear about next week because we're coming back with a vengeance and guys it's gonna be fun next week no spoilers but just fun just fun max's fun that he wants it's all gonna be a next week's episode what yeah. I'm excited. I was missing out on that. <laughs> Just wait. We've got some fun things in store. Any last words for the listeners before we go? No, no, no. That's my line. <gasps> She's on board with the new, new, new. Anything you want to say, Max? Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Had to find that one. We will see you all next week on Dragon Academy Dropouts. Bye. Bye.